Hi, welcome to Escape, a travel podcast. I'm John. I'm Jess. I'm Samantha. And I'm Sean. Our job might be to plan vacations, but seeing the world is our passion. Our podcast is here to help you escape. Every episode, we will discuss our favorite destinations, hotels, tours, and so much more from around the world and right into your headphones. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to Escape a Travel Podcast. My name is John, and I am here with, once again, two of my fellow podcasters. How's it going, ladies? Good. Great. Oh, so good to see you both tonight. Awesome. We're recording at night. It's kind of nice to, to, after a long day, to sit down and hang out and talk. And today, we are going to be continuing our Royal Caribbean Ship Guide series, and we're going to be doing an overview of the Voyager class ships with Royal Caribbean. So the Royal, the Voyager class series. How would you guys describe this? Is like the mid-sized ships with Royal Caribbean? Yeah, I would say mid-size. Yeah. On the small, mm-hmm. probably on the You're- smaller side of Royal Caribbean ships, but they still have like yeah. the Vision class below them. Because they're not the they're not the big mega ships, right? So there's Vision below them, yeah. and there's also like what is I forget the class, but it's like Rhapsody of the Seas and brilliance of the seas those ones are all Mm -hmm. smaller than these as well the voyager class were really the big game changers back in the 90s um when voyager first launched it launched in on november 21st 1999 and i'm gonna voyager itself will always hold like have like a special place for me because it was the very first cruise i'd ever been on Aww. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a long, yeah. t- it was a long time ago. Um, we actually went in, during its maiden season. I think it was like early 2000 or late 1999, to be completely honest. And the ship was different because it was big and it was wide. Like, it could mm-hmm. no longer fit through the Panama, Can- Panama Canal, by the way, that they um, designed these. So, they're super, super wide. They cannot go through like really tight areas and a lot of ports when they were first made had to be made larger to accept them. And the biggest thing that this, sh- that this um, introduced was the Royal Promenade. Do you guys want to tell our uh, listeners what the Royal Promenade is? Well, it's like, uh, it's like the shopping area, shopping, bars, restaurants, not the like sit down dining, but like, you know, um, <laughs> I'm glad you knew Jess. The bistro. Like, <laughs> the bistro, like, you know, on Mariner, that was the, you know, the tiki bar, the sports bar. Mm-hmm. Um, there were shops there, the, where they sell the pizza. <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah, the really, pizza shop. that's really important. <laughs> Um, Cafe Promenade, I think, is the name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so good, so good, so good. So, so what I'll what I'll say is that basically it's this giant, which I think so many ships have this now. Royal Caribbean, most of their ships have this, but it's like a like a road, almost like a promenade down the middle of the ship. So, like, there's yep. actually a car parked on this road on all their ships. It's a different type of classic car. And just to kind of give it scale and let you know what it feels like, which made everything so much wider on the ship. Mm-hmm. So, it really was a big ship. Um, it also was the first ship that introduced – I think it was the first ship that introduced the rock climbing wall. Um, mm. It introduced a whole bunch of other things. It was groundbreaking back in the – oh, the ice skating rink. It was the first oh, ship yep. to have an ice skating rink. Um, I'm not sure if or not if it was the first ship, and I think it was, to have the three-story dining room which is now very ah. common on Royal Caribbean ships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, I've been on uh, the Voyager of the, the Voyager class. You guys have gone on Mariner of the Seas. Now, Mariner yes. of the Seas and Navigator of the Seas are both Voyager class ships, and mm-hmm. they both underwent massive uh, refur- refurbishments. Um, well, like 2018, 2019. And mm-hmm. huge, complete like overhaul. The rooms are still pretty much the same, but the rest of the ships have been like gutted and redone and mm-hmm. added a ton of like the Oasis class features to these smaller ships. Um, yes. and when I was talking to the folks at Royal when I, when I went on the, um, Symphony of the Seas, um, sailing, they were talking, telling me the reason that they were redoing Mariner and Navigator in particular is because it was their workhorse. It was going out. These are the the ships that are going out and doing all the three nights and the four night sh- cruises out of Miami and Port Canaveral. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, at the end of the day, those sailings for most people are the their first exposure to Royal Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And yep. they wanted and before up until this moment, what happened with those three and four night sailings with almost all cruise lines is they just put their older ships. That, you know, didn't really give them much attention or much thought. But like, even like, I was thinking Carnival still does this sometimes. And a lot of the other cruise lines are, I think, finally starting to update their three and four night ships. But like, if that's your first impression is an old ship with without all of the things you see in the commercials. Yeah. Yeah, it's a letdown. Yeah. Right. You're seeing all (laughs) these things in the commercials uh, Mm -hmm. about Royal Caribbean. And then you get on the ship and there's like literally nothing to do Mm -hmm. that's on those, you know, the TV. Yeah. So I feel like it's, uh, they wanted to give people the best first impression. So Mm -hmm. speaking of, you guys had Mariner of the Seas just a couple years ago, right? Was it right before Mm -hmm. the pandemic or right after? Oh, yeah. It was was like right before. December of 2019. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was the cruise when we did our overview of Perfect Day. This was the sailing you guys did Perfect Day, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. What were your first impressions of Mariner of the Seas? Well, I was impressed by it because I have done a, quite a few Royal Caribbean cruises. And, I mean, my I my first Royal cruise I ever did was a seven-night. And then the second one was a seven-night. And the third one was a seven-night my first three night cruise, I can't even tell you what the name of the ship was. It was one of those workhorse ships that was tiny like and there was nothing to do on grandeur, it. Grandeur, vision, or sovereign, probably. Yeah, it was, I think it was like Empress or something. I don't, Empress they don't of the even seas. have. Oh, not anymore. Yeah, it's They gone. don't even have the ship anymore. Yeah. Like, I think I was on the last voyage or something, probably. <laughs> it was just, oh. So I didn't have high hopes for the Mariner. I knew they had redone it. But when I got on there, I was, I was very impressed. Yeah. Like the the water slides, you know, I love all the water slides and stuff like that. They had the flow rider. They had so much for kids to do. The only thing that I think that they should have done is update the rooms. It mm. would not have taken that much to make them more modern. The rooms were not horrible. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. They were still great. I just, there's nothing like a modern room on a cruise ship. The yeah. bathroom, a, the bathrooms know? were tough on that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. And so I know that um, celebrity cruises, they started their whole overhaul before the pandemic as well. And they were doing their millennium. I think the celebrity millennium or the silhouette. One of them, they, like they did two ships, right? When they re- when they gutted them, one they completely did from top to bottom, 
Mm-hmm. I think it was a smaller one. E- they even did the rooms. And the other one, they just did the public spaces. And, like, you could see just night and day in the photos. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Yeah, when you walk into difference. that new room feel, mm-hmm. um, I guess yeah. it comes down to is there's two types of people who go on a cruise. It's like the people who never spend any time in their room. And those are typically the people who are doing those inside cabins. They're sleeping and they're going out. But I love mm-hmm. hanging out, like sitting on, like on a sea day, sitting oh, yes. on my yeah. balcony. Absolutely. Get you a, a coffee in the morning or get a cocktail in the evening and just go sit on, on your balcony and watch the waves. Just, oh, that's my favorite. And I like to do that. And I like to do that from a clean, crisp, modern room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My biggest pet peeve on rooms that haven't been redone, and this is just in general on all cruise lines, is the lack of uh, places to plug your devices in. Yes, it's so annoying. It's that in storage. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no Thoughtful excuse storage, at yeah. this point for the beds to not be raised so that you can put suitcases underneath the beds. Like, that should be standard get across underneath? the board. No, we didn't. We couldn't. Put, and also, I know this is a royal mm-hmm. show, but on Virgin, you couldn't put the suitcases underneath either. They weren't well, raised. The Virgin but made a few mistakes a along those lines. Yeah. yeah. So, and they had good closet space on Virgin. Yeah. So I'm not. I I don't want to knock them at all. But at this point, at this stage in the game, you have to raise the beds to put luggage underneath. Like that should you just need to be raise the beds to raise the bar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like such a small thing. Well, it, well, and that you know, I know we talk about Disney a lot, but the Disney Cruise Line, you can put your luggage under the bed, and that's, that's just true. it's such a simple. It sounds so simple. But it really makes a huge difference because you have your other like closet space and stuff for for storage for sure. Right. And let's be real; those rooms are not large. No, right? I mean, so, I, when, yeah. when I was on Mariner, I was by myself in the room. It was you know, it was a work. Oh, trip. that's nice. Um, so I, but even by myself, like it would still have been nice to like not put my suitcase against the wall. <laughs> You know, and yeah. like to the couch. I can't. Yeah. And that that room that I, the cabin that I was in, slept four. I could not imagine putting my entire family in that cabin. I like. I don't know what we would have done with our stuff. Did you have a veranda on that sailing? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, and the and the couch. It was it was one of the um you know the pull out couches. Yeah. So gotcha. you could fit. It's it was a queen. So you, you could, could fit, fit four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like technically my kids could have slept on that couch, but there's n- there's no way we could have fit all our stuff in that room. Gotcha. No. All right. So rooms might be a little bit tight for storage for but a family of four. the good thing, though, is that the, the suites are reasonably priced on that ship. They are. The Mariner mm-hmm. and the Navigator have, and right. even the Independence, which was a freedom class, we'll talk about them another time, they all have very reasonably priced um, suites and part of the reason for that is they have the old royal suite program versus the suite class system that they have on the newer bigger ships mm-hmm. so I think that's why because there's less amenities the price overall comes down on those suites but you can get a junior suite on those sailings for relative for not much more than a um, mm-hmm. an outside stateroom or a veranda mm-hmm. stateroom yep all right so a couple things that they added like you guys mentioned they added the perfect storm water slides they added the flow rider simulator 
Did you guys do Flo Rider on this one? Sam, is no. this where you did it? Gosh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they also- this was a work trip, John. I wasn't about to embarrass myself in front of the, our coworkers. I totally co-workers. would have embarrassed myself, but there was a long line. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, what about, la- did you guys do the laser tag on this one? No. No. <laughs> like See, the problem things. was we had a lot of conference room time. Yeah, yeah so that's it tough. wasn't it wasn't one of these trips where you get to like really experience the product the whole time. This was also like a conference where we yeah. had yeah. you know meetings and things like that. We actually had to work. We work. did have to work. <laughs> I know people don't believe that we work like really work at our job. On but trips, yeah. There were a lot of things that we wanted to do but couldn't do because yeah. of work. That makes sense. So. Although I did take my friend Leslie on this because we were allowed to take a guest. So I took my friend Leslie. So she totally enjoyed the ship while we were in Yep, she did. <laughs> so I mean, there's so much to do on the ship now. They also added an escape room and the sky pad. The sky pad made all sorts of like news headlines when it first was released because somebody that was over the weight limit got on it and like oh, snapped that. a bungee or something. I saw that. Yeah. And yeah. like smacked their head on, on something or their face on yeah. something. But it was because they weren't, hurt. somebody fibbed about their weight. <laughs> so, no. Yeah, you can't lie about your weight on those things. No, no don't do that. For real, that's scary. <laughs> um, so, next thing let's talk about. So, okay, what other things that they have as far as while we're talking about like um, uh, activities, what other stuff did you guys see on the ship for activities for adults? Talked about Skypad, uh, Perfect Storm. Of, Go ahead. They have great lounges and bars. Um, they have good trivia. We played trivia, trivia on there. Day. That yep. was a lot of fun. Did they mm-hmm. still have Putt Putt on there um, after they got yes. rid of? Or they, yep. Okay, they kept yeah, Putt Putt, mm-hmm. the sports deck, all that stuff. Yeah, basketball. All that's there. Okay, that sounds like um, there's enough to keep you to busy think. for a three or four night sailing for sure. Definitely. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. well, we didn't even get to do everything, yeah. so it's right. like you know, they had shows and. Some better than others. Yeah. So let's talk about the bars because Royal Caribbean has some signature bars across all of their fleet. Last time it was kind of an afterthought on our discussion because we talked a lot about kids program and a lot about other things when we talked Mm -hmm. about symphony bars. First of all, the bamboo room. Tell us about what, what that is. The bamboo one ever. Yeah. The bamboo room is great. That was, that's, we had, um, we had like a, a little private, um, reception there really uh, one night yeah um and so that was that was really fun the drinks were really good um we got sam you had the drink package didn't you oh yeah yeah okay (laughs) um so we had we had a drink the drink package and so basically our drinks were like it was all inclusive basically so our drinks were were free um i don't now i I think the drink package is reasonable. I don't know that I drank $50 a day worth of drinks, but it was nice to come yeah. off the ship and not have to have pay a big anything. Bill. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've already paid it in advance. Right. You're good. I love so. that. Well, I do too. I, I think like, all yeah. cruise lines should do that. Well, mm-hmm. What I like about them, because not all the cruise lines do it this way, is Mm-mm. when you're at Perfect Day at Coco Cay, your mm. drinks are still included. Right. Yes, they yep. are. And when you're doing a three or four night trip, your day at Perfect Day is like a huge part of your trip. Right. And the fact that Heck your yeah. drink package is still working <laughs> that day for you, I mean, to me, that's the best. Absolutely. It is. 
All right, a couple. Well, and it was great. You just buy the pool, and you're like, "Hey, yo, yeah. I need like a pina colada." <laughs> and they will come around. There's like a signature drink of the day, and they'll just come mm-hmm. around and scan your little card, and you can have the signature drink of the day for literally nothing. Yeah. Well, all those drinks are literally nothing, though. Um, of well, course, not not oh, if not if, if it's you, over like fifteen dollars or whatever. Well, no, but I mean, you don't have to purchase the drink package. Like, you could pay, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. a la carte, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so. saying with the package, it's every, yeah. all the drinks are free. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A couple other things that they've added. Well, the the schooner bar is a classic across all the ships. Yeah. That's just mm-hmm. kind of like their traditional, like, nautical-themed. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in that bar before on all the different ships. They've also introduced Boleros, which is the um, Spanish, like, salsa bar. Like, did they put that in the promenade oh, that, on the ship? No, I'm sorry. That was that was the one that we had the private reception in, right? Apoleros? Yes. Sam, was Is that, that the right? the sports bar? No, no. That was the one. Remember that night when I think it was the last night we had that little reception there? Up, that was Boleros, oh, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 You're talking you're about right. Playmakers, which is an upcharge restaurant slash bar and arcade. Yeah, we were at Playmakers for, I think, a class or something. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So then they also have Barnacle and Barrel Pub, which is like a classic English pub, Star Lounge. I think it's just like a regular bar lounge. And then just, you know, Sky Bar. Viking Crown Lounge is like the classic Royal Caribbean bar. It's like on the top of the ship. You know, they've got like that little crown mm-hmm. looking thing. Mm-hmm. It's that circular thing. On, the, on these ships, they still actually have a Viking Crown Lounge. On the Oasis class... And on the Anthem, what is the Anthem? The Quantum class, they have um, suites. That's where all the suites are on the ship, like up above. Well, most of the suites, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about dining. Where did you guys eat? Did you guys do any specialty dining or did you guys just do? Jess did. I did. What would you do? Did you do chops? I did chops, yeah. I love chops. That's So good. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the only one I did, though. So what I'll say is I've done Playmakers, but on a different ship. It's like a really good sports bar. You can get wings, burgers, you know, those sorts of things. And that Um, is an upcharge. Yes. Um, I've done Giovanni's Table, which they don't have on Mariner, but I think they have on on Voyager and a couple of the other Voyager class ships. Mariner has it. It has Jamie's. It has Jamie's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jamie's so is good. I've sampled food from Jamie's. I've never sat down and had a meal from Jamie's. Somebody we were with uh, went to Jamie's and Did they like said, it? It, said it was very good. Yep. Okay. So Voyager of the Seas was the first ship to ever get a Johnny Rockets. So the fact that Mariner has it as well makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's a solid burger joint. You know, the Johnny Rockets burgers. Yep. And then Izumi. This one has Izumi hibachi and sushi, not just a sushi bar. Mm-hmm. I've only had uh, the sushi, Izumi sushi before. And I'll say this. If you can, I think I said it in the last show, sign up for the sushi making class. It is so much fun and it's a freaking meal. You make it yourself, but like all the ingredients are fresh. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. I learned nice. how to make sushi and I left stuffed. And then That's we cool. went right from there because we thought it'd be like an appetizer was a whole meal <laughs> to a lunch at Chops. I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. I, you, you could have like rolled me back to my stateroom at that point on that sailing. Um, oh, no. Then, of course, you have your complimentary dining on these. You have the three level main dining room we talked about. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys, you guys ate one or two meals there. Um, 
Dinners. What did we do? I think two? we did. Were we on three at that one? Three? We we had a five. We were on a five night sailing or a, okay. like a four. Probably I don't four. Even <laughs> Mariners typically three and four, with occasionally changing it up. Yeah, I would. S- I don't know. One night, one night, I didn't like anything on the menu, so like I sat there and like chatted with everybody, and I think I ate the appetizer and then went and got pizza. We went to Windjammer <laughs> one night. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Which is there? Windjammer's great. It's a soft. I think Windjammer is one of the best like standard buffets. Oh, on, I on agree. agree. Ship. Yep. On every Royal Caribbean I, ship I've ever been on, their buffet has always been great. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's consistently good. I'll mm-hmm. say that about it. Good options. Where, good food. I feel like ten years ago, I could tell you that the main dining room is consistently good on Royal, but they'll never admit it. But. I personally feel like they've dropped. So I don't know. Like as a as a as adults now, you know, like ten ten years ago, you know, we were a lot younger. Fifteen years ago, we were a lot younger. My first Royal Caribbean cruise, I was eighteen, right? So like maybe the main dining room impressed me a lot more than it would now. But I feel like American tastes yeah. have matured a little bit over the last fifteen twenty years. Mm-hmm. So my question is, has the quality of the main dining kind of gone down a little bit or have we just gotten more picky? I think we've gotten more picky. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Some of it was a little iffy. Uh, I have to say I that I think I thoroughly enjoyed that cruise and I love Royal mm-hmm. Caribbean. I think they're a super solid product. But I think probably the biggest downside of that cruise was the main dining food quality was not great yeah um, and, and i that, think part that's of really it is- the only negative i have to say about that cruise but um I and w- you know what i think though as well i think that is only a problem on the three four night cruises yeah i i don't know if it's a big problem on the seven nights anymore because although john i could agree because i i've done all my seven nights Back in my early 20s. Right. You know, right. when I didn't eat lobster all the time. And, yeah. You know, oh, they have lobster. You know, it's I mean, like, this is an impressive I thing I've never had. about yeah. that right now. Yeah. Give me a lobster roll from Boston. I'll be happy. But right, 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 it's right. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, just the fact that we chose to go to the buffet over main dining one night kind of speaks <laughs> to how yeah. like lackluster. But I also have to say that. I wonder, too, if they don't go all out for regular main dining because their specialty restaurants are so good and they want to kind of drive people. Not 100% sneaky on purpose, but if you kind of set the bar a little bit low, people are more likely to say, oh, $40 for dinner is not so bad. You know, everything else is included. I think Chops for 40 bucks is a fantastic experience you know, but I understand somebody's paying three grand for a trip. They expect their meal to be good. Yeah. Well, and see, and that's the thing, though, is some of the people we were with loved the food in the main dining room. Yeah. It's very subjective. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just your taste and what you want, yeah. what you expect versus what you get. And and plus, it's like if you've been on other cruise lines where their main dining food is amazing, then you're going to be like, what? I also think <laughs> yeah. that the people who loved the main dining food um preferred safer food choices where like mm-hmm. the more adventurous eaters i i feel like you know where we always joke about sam liking her flatbreads but like <laughs> we'll 
we'll eat seafood. We'll eat like, you know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll be more adventurous. We'll try new things. Whereas I will literally eat anything. Yeah, same with me. <laughs> and I think I think that the people who we were with who liked it preferred stand more standard traditional food, which is like what you got, you know. So yeah. I, w- I would have liked to see some more um, non-traditional or like some more exciting choices. Right. Um, well, because and I you think, can really try yeah. and experiment with it. So like I think the three of us, we all travel a lot. Both Jess and I live in large cities or near like ma- like major food food cities that have like a lot of adventurous dining. Sam, you travel the world regularly. You know what I mean? So like the three of us, not that our palates are sophisticated by any means, but we're more adventurous. So I think when you have people that are coming in with more adventurous palates, mm-hmm. I think you're. I think it's you're gonna be something. bland. Yeah, yeah. Like it's when I'm on va- when I'm on vacation, like I'm at home. Like I'm not a big drinker at home. I won't have like a glass of wine with dinner. But when I'm on vacation, like I want to try something different. I want to have a like a. a an experimental cocktail at every dinner. Like I really want to like make the most of it. Cause I don't do yeah. that stuff at home. So yeah. it was just, it was a little, and I don't want to harp on it because overall I think it's fantastic. Like this is yeah. just like the one little sticking point that I didn't love. And it's not that it wasn't edible because right. it was, right. I mean, it was good. Yeah. It's just not that. It's not oh, going to knock your socks really off. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So what I'll say is that I think that Royal Caribbean food overall is above average. Agreed. I think their main dining mm-hmm. is average for a cruise mm-hmm. ship. Yes. I yep. would I agree and with that. I would say their specialty dining is extraordinarily good. So I, I always recommend that people book at least one, if not a couple of nights, depending upon the length of their cruise yeah. uh, in specialty dining ahead of time. I agree. And you can get you can save money as well by doing ahead doing it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's talk real quick about what there are for kids. It's the kids and teens. So obviously you're going to have the adventure ocean, the Royal babies and tots nursery. There's also a teen living room, which is like a place for them to hang out. There's a place called the fuel teen disco. So it's like the disco tech that they have for the teens and a place called the back deck, which is like a kid, like a, a teen outside like deck so, area. So, um, we Sam and I did not have our children on this cruise, but Mm-mm. some of the people we were with did bring their children, and yeah. they, um, they were teen, young teen level. So, like, okay. they were like you know thirteen to seventeen, and so they used the teen club, and they said it was not as good as the kids club. So they were not, they didn't love the teen club. They liked the kids club when they had done it before, but they did not love the the teen club. So I also like the other thing I'll say, and I'm not sure when you guys went and how many kids there were on your sailing versus like other sailings. Uh I've always found with Royal Caribbean and, and other cruise lines is like, so they attract a lot of kids, but like, I feel like especially a teen club I feel like it's anywhere because I travel mm-hmm. those at teen places. Mm-hmm. If you don't have enough teenagers yeah. to hit that critical mass, 
it's no matter how great the kid program is or how cool the facility. Right. Right. If there's 12 kids in there and they're all like awkward because they don't want to be the first person to talk to somebody. You know what I mean? At that age, that's difficult. There were four kids that were in our traveling party or four teenagers that were in our traveling party. But the sailing that we were on was like the second week in December. So school is not out yet. Right, right. So that makes so, sense. So I, there were not a lot of children on the sailing. So maybe a four night in the summertime or spring oh, break, yeah. mm-hmm. there would be that critical mass on the, in the teen club and it would be a different experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who knows? But I, but I also feel like I, I, teens are very hard to please. But also, like, you know, I can imagine my (laughs) kids at 16, 17, they're going to go off and, like, do things on the ship. They're not going to go to the teen club. Right. You know what I mean? Like, at that age, Mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, where, you know, where the age of my kids, where they're under 12, they're going to go to the kids club because there's not other things things for them you know they're not i'm not gonna let them explore the ship alone right but um (laughs) you know when i have teenagers i would be comfortable with them going off and doing things on the ship that don't involve like the teen club so like you don't really need as much supervision which i think teen clubs in general are a little less popular for that reason whereas the kids clubs are always like stacked and fun and Mm -hmm. you know they really go all out for those yeah i agree um, I feel like when you're a, like a, a 10 year old, you want to try to sneak into the teen club. And when you're like yeah. a 15 year old, you want to sneak into like the adult discotheque at night. Well, yeah. my kids are arguing about Wish because um, Joe is old enough to check himself out and Grace is not. So <laughs> we had is- that experience on our last vacation in Mexico. The same I thing. Was like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's fine because I, I uh, gave Sam and Carrie and Lauren authorization <laughs> to check you out so they can come and like take you out. So that was like the, 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 the workaround. Prize. Yeah, so the, she thinks Sam fun. will come and save her. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam will bail her out. It's too funny. <laughs> of course I will. All right. A couple other things we're going to mention about entertainment in general. They do have a large outdoor movie screen. They have a full video arcade, mini golf. They have ice skating rink. Um, another in- thing I want to talk about for adults is they have Casino Royale which is their big casino that they have. On your sailing, was there smoking in the casino or yes. no? Yes. I hate yes. that. I hate it. Gross. So I, gross. I don't Ugh. understand it. And like, No offense I, to I'm our listeners who smoke. <laughs> yeah. But a, but a ship is such a small, like I'm 100% to each their own, but you're in a small enclosed space and it's not like you can get away from it. Especially like, in the casino. You're, if you want to gamble, it's like you're around smoke. But I will say that, yeah. again- this is not our topic, and we've already done this show, but on Virgin, that there was no smoking in the casino. Which is shocking to me. Yeah. Because it's well, a European Virgin, cruise line, yeah, and everybody they're also, is... They're a little bit more uh, like health conscious, I guess, like yeah, with all the workouts true. and the stuff. There's like workout equipment and, everywhere. Yeah. Right. So I think it's more the of a food, health... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So right. I think it was more <laughs> of like another show. I, I was I was surprised though to be able to walk through the casino and not get hit with that like smog yeah. in your face. That sounds but like a Branson thing. If he we, no yeah. longer smokes, and that's a Branson thing. Yeah, because if you look at like Costa or Costa, I think the Italian one. It's oh, like yeah. the whole place is smoking. Not really, yeah. but they're like 
basically anywhere outdoors is like a smoking area on those ships. And then yeah. like the casino and other areas indoors have smoking areas. It, it so just, you, some, you the, the way that it was set up too, we needed to cross through the casino to get to certain like meeting rooms and things like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was kind of unbearable at times. It was, it was, it was rough. And then you come out and your clothes and everything smell yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, you're literally just walking through it and you're in there for maybe a minute or two. And you're coughing you and like. <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> and I, I love, love um, hanging out and like, and hanging out at like the nickel slots for a couple hours but that's always the downside is this i have never i have never gambled on a cruise ship before really they're very tight they're not loose slots at all you're not going to win a lot of money right I, i don't know i just you know, I love going on a cruise and not spending any money because you've already spent it up front. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to lose like a several hundred dollars on a slot machine, but I yeah. get why people like, especially late at night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of other do. stuff shuts yeah. down. Yep. There's also going to be stand up and live theater on this uh, cruise line. And speaking of evening entertainment, mm-hmm. um, you guys were not big fans of their original shows on this sailing. Um, hopefully no. they got the word and they've already fixed that for the next sailings. But we did see the that acapella group that was so they bring- good. Voice. They oh. are amazing. So Royal yeah. Caribbean does a great job of bringing in local talent from different places yeah. that they're going and flying people in. So I think I've never been bored on a Royal Caribbean ship. Have I loved every show I've seen on a Royal Caribbean ship? No. But I've never mm-hmm. been bored because I feel like there's always something to do. Mm-hmm. I agree with yep. that. There well, is you won't be bored on programming any of throughout the day and yeah. I and thought, night. There's a lot of programming like going on right. like late there. night, like late night comedy shows, adult only comedy stuff, or yeah, you know, there's like the the classic like newlywed games that they do yeah. and those things. I love all of those. I love me all the too. Games and then, it's so cheesy, so but fun. I love it. They I have that <laughs> that TV channel that will like play the recorded replay like, the stuff. Replay. Yes. You can watch it. <laughs> so you can watch if you miss it, like you're out on an excursion or whatever, you can come back and watch yeah. it like at night, mm-hmm. which is also oh, really that's fun. Amazing. Yeah. And an important thing to know, like on these ships that have been redone, that um, two of them, I think it's usually, well, maybe it's Independence now, but uh, many of them have been redone, water slides, all these fun things added. They're all, like most of them that have been redone are going to perfect day at some point on your sailing. Mm -hmm. And especially on these three, four or five night sailings, I mean, that's awesome. And you may be able to find, like, so Voyager, I had clients, they just, I don't know where Voyager's going, but it was supposed to be going out of Fort Lauderdale next year, but they moved it and now um, Explorer's coming. Um, in its place. But. So I, I will mention too, because I know we've you just brought up Perfect Day. If you're yeah. new to our podcast, we've done an entire episode on Perfect Day, so we're not going to rehash it. But that kind of goes that episode kind of goes hand in hand with this one. So go back and listen to that one. Absolutely. Um, real quick breakdown of the rooms. You're gonna have balcony state rooms, which are obviously like out rooms with balconies that look out into the ocean. You have outside state rooms, which have a porthole or a window. Then you're gonna have inside state rooms. Those are usually the smallest on this class of ship. Um, you're also gonna have inside with a third and fourth berth, which is putting four people in an inside room. I've done it. It is tight, but Yikes. it's doable. Um, <laughs> 
as long as you're but smart. Very tight. Yeah, they have a 27 <laughs> accessible uh, rooms on these. Oh, something that they added. I'm not sure if all of them have. I think they do, actually. Um, or at least I know Voyager and um, Mariner do. They have the virtual balconies, which basically mm-hmm. they took like a giant 80-inch TV or whatever, turned it on on its side, and it's like a virtual veranda in the room. They stopped doing these on the newer ships, but it's something that they were doing when the, around the time that these got redone. It's something mm-hmm. fun. And then there's those promenade rooms that like overlook the interior of that promenade. There's like two decks that kind of like overlook the promenade, which is fun. There's a little parade that goes through there on like the second or third night of the sailing. It's fun stuff. Yeah, and then, of like course, that. the sweets. And you guys, like, oh, sweets, sweets are where it's at on Royal Caribbean, in my personal opinion. So I love it. And the sweets mm-hmm. are all, we don't have to go through all of them, but they're so, like, diversified. Like, there's so yes. many different categories. There's, you know, more so than I feel like the other ones where you get, oh, like, yeah. a standard suite. Like, there's, Junior know, suite, grand suites. You'll get right. two-bedroom suites. You're going to get owner suites. And then there's uh, the royal suite. Those are like on these ships. Those are like the classic suites with Royal. You also will have on these ships, um, they've added these new rooms. I believe it's on these. Yeah, they are. These new room, these new room category called the, um, it's like higher deck above the, um, where does the, what's the name of the area where they, the, the, the captain is at? On a the ship. bridge. The bridge. It's above the bridge. And mm. it's like a wraparound. Pan- they call them panoramic rooms. Since you can ultra sp- or no, a spacious panoramic room. It's like floor to ceiling windows up mm-hmm. front. Those are awesome. Or, or they have like the panoramic um, suite they have up there. And then there's like a, a vice presidential suite that's panoramic as well. And uh, while we're quickly talking about suites too, yeah. um, 30 days before you're sailing, if there's suites available, you can actually bid for less than what you would have booked the suite and you can try to get like bid on an upgrade for it. So um, Royal will send you an email or you and your travel agent an email to see if you're interested. Right. right. I'm a big fan of I had a client get one of those. And what did they uh, get to? You know what suite they got? You know what? I'd have to go look, but they were thrilled and like I didn't even know they bid on it. She's like, oh, we just did it thinking not we weren't going to get it and they got it and she was like, it was amazing. That's so yeah. fun. I had clients It was a bid huge suite though. Just and a couple. And they got it for a song. Yeah. I was like, wow. I had clients do it just a couple weeks ago and they did not get it but they still oh. had such an amazing time. They're like, we need a longer seven night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I will say the suites on the this class of ship, they don't have like their own uh, restaurant like they do on the um, mm-hmm. uh, Quantum and Oasis class. Yeah. Excuse me. But they do have a, a special suite lounge and they also have specific meals that are available suite only during certain times. Like I think there's like there's a lunch in chops that's just for sweets mm-hmm. and stuff, stuff like that that happens throughout the trip. So there are a lot of added amenities, some reserved seating at certain events, stuff like that. But even just, and again, they were a family of four, too, just like, you know, was mostly about the extra space, like the extra, you know, even if it's 100 square feet more in your cabin. That, That's that a lot makes, in the cabin. Like, it doesn't yeah. sound like a lot, but trust me, it's a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. A lot. And anybody who's gone from all stars to to like a moderate room understands like how much <laughs> that little bit of added space can be absolutely it's huge so yeah. and it's even bit more of a thing on a cruise ship if you're going from 200 to 300 square feet it is like night and day mm-hmm. so 
All right. Well, that being said, who do you? Let's go through real quick here. What do we think? Um, who are these four? These uh, Voyager class ships. I love these. Like I think we briefly mentioned ahead of time uh, at the beginning of the show. This is a great introduction to a cruise. Like you're not sure if you're gonna like it. Um, you don't want to start out with a seven night cruise just in case it's not your jam. Like this is a great, the price level is great. It's, this is, I wouldn't call it budget, but it's, you know, you can find something affordable and oh my gosh, I, w- I would definitely, definitely recommend this for first time cruisers who are looking to kind of no pun intended, get their feet wet, you know, in <laughs> cruising. <laughs> but while you guys are talking about this, Sam, I want to hear what you say. I'm going to look it up real quick. Cause my, I put my, I had my sister go on one of these sailings and, uh, on, I think it was on Mariner and I'll let you know uh-huh. what she, it was like crazy what she paid for it, but go ahead. What do you, th- what do you think the, uh, X factor, not the X factor, who do you think it's for? Well, I mean, I agree with Jess, you know, definitely a first time cruising family, uh, couples, whoever, um, I think I honestly think that the Mariner, like though that class of ship, it's it's for anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like if you're just wanting a three or four night cruise just to get out of town. I mean, I don't know. I enjoy them. I feel like there's plenty to do. The food is good. Um, the only downfall is the rooms aren't updated, which I don't like. Yeah. But whatever. I will say but, that. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to go on this ship and be like, oh, that was a horrible cruise. The clients that I usually sell these class of ships too are inexperienced or first time cruisers families with younger children who disney prices mm-hmm. out of their budget yeah so you know they maybe they're down it at disney world or universal or whatever and you know that the they, they want to leave from port canaveral and disney is out of the budget and this yeah. is a mm-hmm. great alternative to disney like very similar you know, yes. like, you know, it, vibe, it's still a vibe. quality product. Yeah. So, so it's definitely yeah. going to be your next choice after yes. a Disney. Yes. Yep. Now, here's for what I'll family, say. So family. I push a lot of people here who are on these three and four night Mariner and Navigator, whatever ship is like going out of Miami or Port Canaveral for three or four nights. The people that are maybe budget conscious, new to cruising. So my sister was looking for a cruise and it's, this is obviously like bought like the cheapest cabin that she could get on the sailing for it. But she went on a four night. (laughs) This is this past February. I'm not kidding. Four night in interior cabin guaranteed room. Are you ready for this? Her and her friend, $503. (laughs) Yeah. For both of them? For both of them. <laughs> Noise. And, I mean, and then because it was so so like inexpensive to get on, like they added the drink package and they mm-hmm. did excursions. Yeah. I've had clients See, do it for thing. like $1,100 for two. Yeah. Like, it, you know. See, that's a great thing. You can grab your girlfriends, your guy friends, whoever. Yeah. yeah. And go I had, on like a super fun weekend for pretty reasonable. I had a mom and daughter who were doing like it was one of their birthdays. And I think they got. Um, and they, I think they had like a veranda room. It was two of them and it was $1,100. That's a great price for a veranda so, room. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I personally would recommend doing four nights over three nights. You guys, I don't think yeah. three nights is enough to experience the main dining mm-hmm. room, do a specialty, get to see the shows, do the, I feel like when you do three nights, it's like over before you know Three it. nights is tough for any cruise line, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah but, the, no, but just, on these ships that have so many things mm-hmm. added, you're not going to yeah. do any of it. If you Especially do when you're going to spend your pretty much your whole day at, 
at Coco K too. Right. And like, the price yeah. difference is not gone. a lot yeah. between three and four. Yeah. Do I'm a, a double dip yeah. instead. Ooh, find a double dip perfect day, perfect day at Coco K. That's it. Skip NASA. Yeah. And also, insider tip, if you've already done NASA before, you've done it. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Spend that day on the ship. Do stuff that's on the ship. Have a special yes. tea dining lunch that day on the ship. You'll easily get a reservation. Yeah. Maybe at a yeah. discount. I'm I would a- love to know how many times I've been to Nassau. <laughs> Too many times. Every, every cruise is stupid. Do you know how hard it's going to be to leave the wish with my family who are so excited to go to Nassau because they haven't been there before? And I'm like, no, oh, I just want to stay. I didn't even think about that. I'd be like, yeah. see ya. Yeah, no, I'm going to go because I'm a good mom. Are you guys doing a day pass at uh, somewhere or what are you guys doing? Atlantis. Yeah. yeah. That's what you do. I'm going to Sandals. That's what I would do without kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Fantastic, guys. All right. Um, Last but not least, uh, we talked about who it was for. X Factor real fast and we'll close out the show. Activities. Ooh. Yeah. I I think, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but I think Perfect Day, too, is a huge X Mm -hmm. Factor because I think it's probably the best private island out there definitely right now it is for sure until disney introduces their their second private island yeah yeah right now i agree yeah it's as of you know what month is it august of 2022 2022 yeah yeah awesome well i don't know it's gonna be hard to beat though because it's pretty sweet it is oh yeah yeah so we're big fans Mm -hmm. um if you're a foodie and you want to do a shorter cruise get with us we can maybe make another recommendation or book the dining pack they have like a three mm-hmm. uh three night dining package you can yep. book ahead to do specialty dining and then i think that kind of fills the void here i think that's a um, great idea i would totally do that yeah mm-hmm. you could save a lot of money doing this um mm-hmm. i think food is probably better like the general food on some other more expensive uh, cruise lines but honestly you do this you get a good price on the cruise Add that specialty dining package, add that drink package, and you've got a fun four-night trip. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this show and made it 45 minutes into the show with us, <laughs> <laughs> we started the saying it was going to be 30 be minutes. A, t- a type 30 minutes, right, John? <laughs> yeah. I totally thought we could do it. I'm like, we're going to skip over a lot of stuff. We so. love Royal Caribbean, though. We it's do. It's hard to, to yeah, fit it into 30 good. minutes. Because it is. I, I fully yeah. back this product 100%. For sure. Um, that being said, if you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate a five-star review anywhere you can rate the podcast. Um, it'll help other people just like you find our show. Um, additionally, if you'd like to connect with us or let us know your feedback about Royal Caribbean, you can visit us on Facebook by doing a search for Escape a Travel Podcast, or you can email us at the email address that Sean set up for everybody at <laughs> <laughs> it's escape.atp at gmail.com the most you know what you'd expect our email address to be I can't wait for Sean to come back I miss miss Sean Sean. (laughs) so once again escape.atp at gmail.com and uh, we hope you guys have a great uh, day evening whenever you're listening to this and we'll talk to you real soon bye bye